Welcome to the American Hard Enduro Podcast. What's up, guys? It's Will and Drew with American Hard Enduro. We are here on April 19th. Uh, this is season four of this podcast. This is the fourth one we've done this year, Drew. How you doing? Yeah. Well, when we were talking about it, we were trying to figure out which one it was. I'm like, oh, it's the second one. And then I forgot we recorded a couple, what, one after the ground, no, after the, I don't even know what the first series, so the COVID Crusher. COVID Crusher. And then we got a quick one with Ryder and the audio wasn't awesome. We were trying out something new. And uh, here we are. Yeah. Weekend, the week after Easter. I'm all messed up. Our kids, I think your kids had a four-day weekend and so did mine, so... It feels like Monday to me, even though it's Tuesday. Yeah, and of course, work is really catching up with me. I'm sure you're the same way right now. <sighs> you know, knock on wood, it's been steady. It hadn't killed me. How uh, how are you doing? You healing up? The ribs feeling any better? Yeah, starting to feel better. Starting to get more sleep. So hopefully, I'll be back to ninety percent soon. Well, and kind of the reason we're doing this podcast is talk about upcoming races. What uh, you doing the Sear race here in a couple weeks? Actually, no. My son has a downhill mountain bike race in Massanutten, Virginia. Oh, where's that? That's, uh, I don't know exactly where it is, but it's... <laughs> Somewhere in Virginia? Five hours and 56 minutes from the house, so... Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, I heard it's at a ski resort, right? It is a ski resort. They have a good, you know, campground, okay. water park. Ah. We need to start having more hard enduro races cool. at... at uh, ski resorts because they have amenities. Well, that's what I actually talked to Deborah uh, about. You going to that race? I was picking something up, and she said, "I'm good to take take Bryson. This like I don't like going to dirt bike races. They're in a field. Like most of these mountain bike races are in ski resorts with lots of cool stuff for her and uh, y'all's daughter Harper to do. They actually so. have cell service at most ski resorts. Imagine that. Ah, shocker. Oh, <laughs> but uh, well, cool. Well, bummer. You're gonna miss it. Yeah, it, it's a bummer, but you know. Uh, giving him a shot to pursue his dream right now. Absolutely. Well, very good. All right, so we just had, I don't know, a little bit over a week ago, we had the first round of the FIM, FIM Hard Enduro World Championships over in Israel, the uh, minus 400. I don't really know what that means, but that's the I, name of it. I just know it looked like they were in a desert, and everyone was complaining how hot it was. It looked like it was 200 degrees out there. Yeah, and it was like, of course, they're talking in Celsius, so I think I did one conversion, and it was like 35 Celsius was like 95 maybe. That's roughly. hot. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're not used to it. You're coming straight out of the winter we've had into the yeah. really blazing hot heat. But it, but it looked cool. Like looking at the guy's social media, like like some of the, I think they went to the Dead Sea and swam in the Dead Sea. and Nice. And I didn't realize it was like a four day event. I mean, they were doing like a prologue on Tuesday and I think they raced on Friday. It was like a during the week race. Yeah. Weird. When the final results came out, I was like, is this... Is this the final? Yeah. What is this? Is this? Yep. But yeah. Well, and they did a like a super enduro race, and like of course Billy Bolt was doing just insane stuff that Billy Bolt does. That he doesn't ride an enduro cross track the same way that no. most people even look at one. No. Well, and and one interesting note is I've seen him in a wrist. His left wrist has been on a. He's had a wrist brace on it a lot. So I don't know if he's got something going on. Maybe that same log that got Taddy and Cody <laughs> got him. Got him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But he's superhuman, so you can't really take him down right now. Yeah, but uh, so but I was surprised going back to what I guess let's just go into the results. Yeah, well I know after the second day Wade Young was leading. Oh really? Okay. And then I heard that on the final day he had some navigational issues, so that dropped him down to fifth. 
Um, but Mario Roman ended up winning the thing. I was really surprised about that. Yeah, I was as surprised about Mario winning as I was Graham Jarvis getting third. Yeah, coming well, and it's Graham's first race back from the knee. And one thing I saw in Billy Bolt getting second yep. is I guess he knew at service that the other guys, their tire looked a lot better than his. And he knew, I guess he couldn't change tires, I assume. Huh. Um, because uh, seeing the video of, of him trying to finish out, that thing was bald. I don't know how he was doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think he kind of threw in the towel and just was riding for, you know, trying to stay on the podium at that point. You're talking about Billy. Yes, Billy. Yeah, and, and Billy, in all his interviews I saw him, he, he said he was smoked. He put everything he could into it. Oh, really? Okay. To get a second, he was, he was happy with that. So... Apparently, coming from England to the heat is not ideal, yeah. but maybe Mario had a little advantage um, just based on where he's from. Well, and I know, according to Billy, again, he said he'd been doing a lot of time on the four-stroke, hadn't spent much time training on the two-stroke. So, Speaking of four-stroke, let's talk about what Tristan's been riding in a little bit okay. after we do all this. Okay. Anyways, Alfredo Gomez on a... Gas gas. Gas gas. Which got, was surprised as well. He gets fourth. Like I said, Wade Young got fifth, and then our boy Tio Kabekchev. Kabekchev. On the Husky, on the Slovenia. Built Bulgaria. Bulgaria, sorry. In Bulgaria. Team, team Econ. But we Bulgaria. love we love Tio. Yep. He pitted with us last year at TKO, yep. so. He ended up sixth. He's a part of American Hard Enduro. We've adopted him. Yeah. I think my wife has given him more treatment than me, so hey, whatever. <laughs> he, got, so, he did put it in the finals, and I didn't. Well, hold on, backing up to Jarvis. So it came out, I don't think we've even talked about it, that he's parted, not parted ways, he's not on Factory Husky anymore. He's a privateer? Well, he, but he's still affiliated, and, and it's just, it'll be interesting to see how much support, because he didn't pit with Team Factory Husky, you know, and so I don't know if he's kind of bringing his bike, I don't know how that logistically is going to work out. Is he hiring his own mechanic? Um, Surely he's still getting some help from Husky. I mean, he is the flagship rider I, I think of he, all time. I would agree. And the other thing is he's got a Jarvis Signature Series Garnier SG12 boot Ooh. that has got, like, trial <laughs> soles on them. So I'd like to get my hands on a pair of those. They're the black and white one's not my favorite, but, hey, if they make me ride like him, I'll take it. That sounds fancy. We Boot traction, as Blake likes to say, is key. So, obviously, the reason we're talking a lot about the FIM Hard Enduro World Championship is because round six is the Red Bull TKO yep. in, in Tennessee. So, we like to keep everybody abreast on what's going on there. Round two in the FIM series is X-Ross in Serbia, May 18th and 9th. Oh, excuse me, May 18th through the 21st. So, that's a four-day wow. big one. I don't, I don't really... You said, you said Serbia? Serbia. Wow. Okay. I have no idea what X-Ross is. Hopefully we'll find out more in the next month. Yeah, I'm sure we will. All right. So moving on, what we got coming up next for Sear is the Groundhog uh, down in Rock Crusher Farm. It's kind of on the North Carolina and Georgia border. Yeah, and we haven't been there in... It's been a couple years. Yeah. The, well, the last year we were there... Beginning was, of COVID. Literally, we were at the race and we were like, the world's getting ready to shut down. This is the last thing we're going to be yep. doing. And sure enough... We were right. That was it, man. I think it was, it was Blake that said that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, my family was there. We stayed in a hotel the night before, and that was literally the last thing we did until, I think, the COVID crusher, <laughs> the original COVID <laughs> crusher. But, uh, so, yeah, excited to go back to Rock Crusher Farm. He's got, I talked to Adam McCluskey. McCluskey. Uh, Mc, God, it's okay. Adam McCluskey. Wow. And uh, 
to get some details. And um, so one thing the Seer race did to get the COVID crusher is they didn't put us into the first hard section for about three miles. And it was great because Brilliant. it wasn't it wasn't like ride a mile sitting a bottleneck, which as pumped up as my arms were, I was kind of looking for. <laughs> but your race wasn't over before it started. So one thing at the Rock Crusher, normally you ride about a mile and you get in the one rock section they have, or the one... The Graham's Gorge. Graham's Gorge, yep. Um, so I text uh, Derek Bratcher with Sear, and I was like, hey, have you talked to Adam about doing this? And he's like, yeah, call Adam. He's got some info for you. Um, so we're running the course backwards this year. Nice. Um, it's going to be a shorter course, four or five miles. Um, but used to be we ran it clockwise. This year we're running everything counterclockwise. Um, so if you're looking at the mountain, we'll start off on the right. Well, on that right is the half-mile power line that is called the Davy Mountain Bonus Run. That's right. Okay, so that's coming back also. We'll talk about that after we talk about the race. So so we're going to go far right of the Davy Mountain Bonus Run all the way to the top of the mountain, and then we're actually coming down the Davy Mountain Bonus Run, which I think you and I have been up it and down it, and yeah, it's pretty steep. And so coming yeah. down, it's going to be... At race speed. At, at race speed with all of our friends. <laughs> um, so then we're basically doing some more of the hills. And, and I rode over the weekend with Sam, Sylvie, and Gavin Smith. And they were like, we need to practice hill climbs. You know how much Adam Lukuski loves some hill climbs. And when we ran the course clockwise, there were some downhills that I didn't like going down. So I don't know if we're going to have to go up them. Um, if it's wet, I don't think we could go up some of them. Um, so... We will hit Graham's Gorge at the end of the lap, not the beginning. So that'll Damn give it. No, no, we're going to go up it. Okay. So, but yeah, we will be going up it. But then the cool thing is that that'll be a split. I think there's going to be two splits. I'm not sure where the other one was. Um, we're going to go up it. We're going to traverse down, and we're actually going up the over-under bridge. Oh, sweet. Or un, I can't remember what. It was called the Wolf and something one year, and we always, we've come down it before. But it's really one line. But again, it's going to be at the end of the lap. So then the coolest part is, I think one of the cooler parts, we're going all the way to the top of the mountain, he said, which the race has never gone to. We're picking up the, I don't was it a downhill mountain bike race or was it an enduro race? It was enduro. Okay, well, one of their sections goes from the top of the mountain all the way back down. And we're going to come down that entire thing. Beautiful. So um, don't know if banner tape's still up, but we're going to be coming down it, which I think will be a lot of fun. You know, we, we're lucky enough to get to ride on some of that stuff. And it's... It's pretty cool what, what those guys do and some of the trails they cut. Um, and also, the the split after Graham's Gorge, we're going to come back together. The So then the Iron and the Bronze guys will go to the top of the mountain as well. Um, they won't do – maybe that's another split. They won't do the over-under, but they're also coming down the mountain bike trail. So everyone will get a taste of it. Um, and, and just for Blake, Adam said he's making uh, the Enduro Cross track part of the race, maybe making it some bigger features. Because Blake loves all that man-made stuff. That's Blake's jam. It is. Okay, so after the official, whatever, this, the Groundhog, they have the Davy Mountain bonus run. So you take top ten from each class? Is yeah, that so right? he said he's doing all classes um, after the bonus run. And I can't remember what. There's some kind of prize person. I mean, one year it was Kef would Kef get 500 bucks. Yeah. That year he did it in the rain. I've never. Cash did, money. Yeah, so the top ten from each class. So I think there's five classes. Sound right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do it five times. Uh, half a mile top of the hill, and it's, as Adam says, it's a drag race. Yes. It, I think I've done it twice. It's, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's 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 chaos. Um, dead engine, ten guys, drop the flag, first one the top wins. 
You don't want to be last off the start like I was one year. You just get blasted with that shale the whole way up. The year that I think I made it, but I didn't do it, it was an absolute downpour. <laughs> and so it was when they took off, like if you got a bad start, you just got, I mean, roosted so bad. So um, excited to be going back to Rock Crusher Farm. Um, cool venue. They've got a big motocross track. Like, what is it? Half of it's in Georgia. Half of it's in North Carolina. Yep. Great um, camping. Yep. And and so it is um, 10 o'clock Eastern is the start. Um, four-hour race. It's a four-hour race again. Whew. Um, and then, kind of like before, if you guys could register online, that would be super helpful. Just, you know, saves them a lot of work the morning of the race. You know their website? Um, SeerRiders.com, I believe. Seer-Riders.com. Um, Seer-Racing.com. Oh, man, I was close. Yeah, it was a good try. Yeah. Oh, um, but no, I'm looking forward to it. it. I hope the weather is as good as it was for the COVID crusher. Yeah. Um, even though it was a little rainy, a little cold in the morning, it turned out to be a beautiful day. So. Well, I th- you think that Holly Tree and Rock Crusher compare at all? So, no. So I don't no, know. No. In, in the Rock Crusher, we joke about it every time we ever go there, there's no rocks. No. Like Graham's Gorge, and even a rock, it's like a solid rock slab. Um, one rock one rock one really big rock v-shaped yeah. rock and i've seen a couple pictures Sierra guys posted some pictures i think that adam took and there's a couple sections that have maybe some rocks in them that i don't think we've hit before well um, it's it's rained a lot since the last time we were there maybe it's eroded yeah we've, we've had some um i didn't even told you some more flash flood mudslides up at windrock since we've been up there oh it goodness interesting stuff okay so that is saturday april 30th go get signed up yep get your spot and then uh, we'll see you down, or Drew will see you down there. Yeah. I won't see you down there. No, you won't be there. I don't blame no. you there. That sounds like sounds like fun <laughs> going to a ski resort. Well, you camping? I, you taking a camper? Yes, we're taking a camper, uh, and I should be at round three, which is the, the nightmare. nightmare. Yes, at TTC. Yes, that's cool because that's the TTC race before the TKO. Correct? Yes, it is. Yeah, because normally, well, usually the finale, the cliffhanger, is a couple months after TKO. Usually, right. kind of our last race of the year, which. I know we talked about some of the sections, and I don't think they're going to use that really horrible off-camera across the top of the mountain. It's like, we'll lose guys up there in the dark. We'll never get them back. I, I would have been lost and stuck up there last year when I got... <laughs> yeah, the, you'd have never found that stick that was holding you together was, or holding you up. Exactly. That was it was rough. Um, so I'm excited to see what they're going to do. I'm, I think I'm going. It, it's also... The only problem is it overlaps with... Actually, so the race... Um, the Groundhog overlaps with the race, uh, U.S. Hard Enduro race in Billings, Montana, and that nightmare. The nightmare also overlaps with the Bad Medicine in Little Hockey, in Ohio. Ohio race. Okay. So I thought about if the weather was good, maybe going to Ohio. But looks like we've got some family stuff down in Atlanta that I might go to, then come up and race the night race. Okay. So, but. And speaking of uh, the Billings, Montana race, which is happening Sunday, May first. This year, yep, the Bentonite Brawl, Bentonite Brawl, the U.S. Hard Enduro second round. Mm-hmm. We don't know much about it. No, it's first race there. Um, Josh Checker was busy last week. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. The plan was to call Matt Musgrove, and we never, never got a hold of him. Well, what's the rephrase? We never called him. Not his yeah, fault. It was not our his fault. fault. But from what I'm hearing is there's a lot of hill climbing at this one. Okay. And supposedly a mega. I heard 30 mile loop. I don't know if that's Ooh. correct. Don't quote me on it. But yeah, big loop. Sounds awesome. Big mountain. And I heard a rumor that Tristan Hart was going to ride his 450. Ooh, he's manning up. He yeah. wants to spend some time on it. I, I don't know. That's, well, I saw that's him riding it this weekend, maybe. Right. 
So, I'll see. I'll see if I can get a hold of Tristan before that race, and uh, we'll we'll talk to him about it. Yeah, I, I know that um, Tristan and uh, Max were doing a Facebook an, uh, Instagram live. Instagram live yesterday, and I, you know I was I was driving, so I yeah. typed a little question in there. I said, "Tell us about the robot." So uh, Max and Tristan elaborated a little bit on where the robot name came came oh, from. Well, so we were eating dinner actually, and it popped up that they were live, and we got done with dinner, and I went to find it, and it was gone. So I assume I thought I they might have had might not have saved it. Um, it might have got too dirty. So where the yeah. Where'd the robot name come from? Uh, it's just basically that Tristan never quits. He never, you know, it's like he uploads the software and and then once the software's in there, he's, he's good to go. All right. Well, he made a joke about it in his post from the weekend. He said the robot's <laughs> going to need some upgrades to keep up with, I think, Tyler Medaglia, another Canadian, was on a 450. Tristan was on a, I don't know if he's on the 350 They're or racing a hair scramble or something? I, it looks like Endurocross... On uh, one day, and then I think hair scramble-ish stuff the next day, maybe. I don't know. Something up in Canada. Okay, cool. Um, but I, So I guess he's embraced the robot name. I always thought it was kind of like a... Yeah, he said he was going to come up with some merch ideas and start oh. selling a t-shirt design, so... Well, might as well. Everyone else is. He should collaborate with Enduro Memes. Yeah, reach out to them. They might have some good ones. Exactly. Well, C- Cody's putting some merch out there, too. Cody Webb. Well, I think, and that's probably where it all stemmed from. It's like, hey, i got to get in on this. If, if there's money to be made... You know, yeah, might as well. People want to support you, so. Um, but that, it's a bummer. Back to kind of the seer race. You know, the top rider won the first seer race. He's going to be in Montana, so he won't be there. Quinn went to the first U.S. Hard Enduro, so I don't know if he's going to Montana. So he might might not be there. He got third. I doubt Nick's going to the Montana race, so Nick will be there. So we may have a two out of the three spots, maybe new at the podium at the seer race. That'd be cool. Yeah. Mixing so. in, mix in some new guys. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So after all of this, um, we got sign-up for Tough Like Roar 2022. is coming up really quick. May 3rd is sign-up. Yep. 8 p.m. Eastern time. And um, so basically, your sign-up, when you sign up, is your starting order for the Saturday races. And we're always up there lined up, and everyone's like, man, I didn't know. I wish I would have signed up earlier. So here's your... If you're listening to this, the race starts at sign up. The race starts at sign up. It's like the National Enduros, man. That was that was everything back then. Um, so uh, Rob Moan wanted us to uh, do a little interview. We're going to talk about the course. Um, so we'll put that in right now. All right. All right, guys, we are joined with Rob Moan. I think we're going to call you the trail boss of Tough Like Roar. How you doing tonight, Rob? Excellent, Drew. How about yourself? Uh, cannot complain. The weather, uh, the sun just came out in Tennessee. We've had some April up and down weather. And uh, hopefully the it's... The sun. Uh, the well, sun. Well, what is that? Yeah, we it, were up at Tough Like Roar yesterday and it was snowing. It was a blizzard for about 45 minutes. Oh, we've had this weird trend of nice weather snow rain um so it's looking like sun through the weekend i think we're supposed to hit 80 on friday and saturday so we're finally hopefully coming out of the winter funk down here well not up here in pennsylvania we're still in it so hopefully soon well i know you guys have been busy um before we jump ahead the reason we really wanted to get this podcast out the race it until july 2nd and 3rd but what are we two weeks away from sign up correct sign up's going to be may 3rd at uh, 8 p.m eastern standard time so, uh, you know, if you're interested, uh, the sooner you sign up, the earlier uh, row you will be on for Saturday's races. 
both right. races on Saturday. Well, and I don't, I don't want to tell you one because it's the only chance I have to start in front of a lot of the top <laughs> guys, and it never fails every year. They're they're going, man. Why don't you have to let us know when sign up is? So hey, if they listen to the podcast, they'll know when exactly it is, and we'll make sure to post it up as well. Sounds good. All right, so let's talk about. I guess so. The first thing I've got on my notes. Um, if anyone has any questions about what we're going to talk about, if you just Google Tough Like Roar 2022, they've got an awesome breakdown of the event schedule, the rules, and everything different for 2022 versus 2021. It's highlighted in red, which is really helpful. So we're kind of going to go through that. Um, but first thing I want to talk about is the course, because I know you've been up there um, doing some work. Um, so just tell me what's new, what's old, uh, what can we look forward to? Well, Saturday's races are going to be very similar to how they've been in the past, okay. although we are making one change to uh, the second race. Okay. We're going to make it a little longer, and oh. we're going to actually send Saturday's races up Stairway to Heaven, and they're going to also do Heaven. We've never done that before Ooh. on Saturday, so the lap will end up being about seven and a half miles, but we're only going to have you do one lap. We're okay. not going to have you do two laps, so it's one lap that's a little bit Harder than last year and uh, a little bit longer. Okay. And, and Stairway to Heaven is what we've traditionally done like Sunday morning, right? Last year, correct. I think. The, correct. The last two years, the yep. Sunday morning race went up Stairway to Heaven. And but you're also going to do the trail up on top there we call yep. Heaven. That's about two miles long. Well, and that uh, was the flowy stuff up on top that we didn't do at all last year, correct? Correct. We okay. haven't used that the last two years, I don't think. There's some flowy stuff. There's a couple of short little uphills, kind of off camber. And then there's also some rocky, tight technical stuff on the way out. And then uh, the, the nasty little downhill to get uh, off of heaven. Well, it, if I remember at the end of heaven, you're back kind of on that rock edge or ledge. You're not going off of it, but you're like running parallel with these big rocks and there's cracks. And you kind of have to, instead of hitting everything perpendicular, you're going with it. And it's some tight little tricky areas. Correct. That's the way it is. And okay. again, remember, this is only Saturday's races. I say it all the time. Our Saturday races are for your amateurs. Uh, we're hopefully going to have over 300. You know, we raised the limit this year to 350, and we get a lot of amateurs, and we try to give them some technical terrain that they can actually ride. And for you guys, uh, the pros, uh, you know, that's what our race is for on Sunday. Absolutely. Well, and, and one thing I like, and I know in the past we've talked about it, is you try to give people plenty of riding for their money, especially, um, you know, they're traveling pretty far to get there. So instead of, there's one race coming up that I'm on the fence about going to because there's really a hot lap for the pros on Saturday. And then on Sunday, it's like a three-hour race, and that's it. So, I mean, it's 11 hours each way to race for like four hours total. Yeah, we, you know, ever since we've put on this event i've wanted to put on a race for the riders you know and i'm trying to give people their money's worth and not have them just be sitting in a bottleneck or sitting at the bottom of the hill three miles into the race and they can't get up it and like you said they've driven x amount of hours to get there and they don't get a whole lot of riding time in so saturdays once again for your good amateur each race seems to get a little harder and obviously the main event uh, steps it way up from, you know, Saturday's races. And the second lap of the main event is even going to step it up even more. The well, second lap of the main event is for Tristan. It's for Ryder. It's for those top three, top five elite pro guys to see if they can get around because most people aren't going to do two laps. 
Well, and I made it only on lap one to checkpoint three. And so one thing you and I had talked about, and it was, I mean, even the first lap for us was super hard. Now the top guys, you know, were, were handling it, but we talked, you know, you and I had talked off the record about maybe making the first lap a little easier or more rideable and then really throw it at them the second lap. Is there any hope that, that I might make a lap this year? Yes, too. Have you been practicing? Have you been well, working out, training? Have you well, been Have you been doing other anything other than playing with your kids? That's what uh, I want to know. Well, at least you didn't say the other thing I've been doing. But no, we've been. Uh, <laughs> I've been. We've been. We've been riding. We've been doing a lot of exploring, and I, I realized at the first year race that I haven't been training hard enough, and the intensity hasn't been there. But you know, it's just not that fun to go pound laps anymore. So we have more fun going exploring, looking at new stuff. So hey, I'm. I've been on the bike, but. Uh, the the physical fitness probably isn't where it needs to be, but hey, July's a long way away, so hopefully it'll get better yeah. between now and then. You got two and a half months, so you can start tomorrow morning. Well, but hey, yes, to answer your question, the first lap we are going to make the first lap a little bit easier. Okay, uh, it's not gonna you're not going to do Wicked Garden where it seems like last year that you know really broke a lot of people. Yep. And you're not going to do Panama. Okay, that was on what the first broke. lap this year. I was going to say that's what broke all of us. But after we yeah. got through Wicked Garden, then we got into Panama, and it was just—I didn't think it was ever going to end. <laughs> I mean, I really didn't. I, I kept thinking I could see the end of it, and oh God, it was—it was demoralizing to say the least. But anyway, proceed. Sorry. That's all right. So yeah, you're not going to do those two sections. You're not going to do a thickness and 50 minute and bisexual trail. Because what we did is I added a bunch of short little rocky uphills similar to Uncle Joe's garage. That okay. was a second lap only yep. section. And they're all in that same area. So the first lap, you're going to bypass that whole sickness 50-minute bisexual area. Okay. And you're only going to do that on the second lap. And like I said, we've added some stuff uh, from last year to greatly up the difficulty factor just in that area. That lap two, though, right? <laughs> That's only lap two, correct. <laughs> well, we did so, add a, a brand new section in. Uh, we're calling it No Quarter. Okay. It's going to be in both laps. It's at the very end of the lap. It's after Wrong Side of Heaven. What we always try to do is we don't want to throw everybody into the nasty stuff right in the beginning. You know, we do have 409, and I tried to put a few more miles before 409 to maybe spread people out okay. just a little bit. Last year, that was about three quarters of a mile into the race. Is that, this when, year, is that when we came into it backwards last year and it was just the, I mean, everyone just wadded up right there? Correct. Okay. Yeah, yes, I it's going to be going in the same way. Okay. So I think having a, a race on it opened it up just a little bit, yeah, but okay. we're going to have about three miles of trail before you get there okay. to hopefully at least spread you out a little bit. Yeah. And then as the lap progresses, it's just going to get harder and harder. And then obviously, once the second lap starts, all I can say is good luck. <laughs> well, and, and so onto the course, I think the U.S. Hard Enduro Series put a rule that there is not any rock moving. The rock fairies are not supposed to be out there moving rocks. And I know last year, <laughs> there was a highway built in one of your sections, and you were pretty unhappy about it. And <laughs> And I think you guys went and unmoved a lot of stuff. Does that sound right? That is correct. Yes. We uh, we had a section last year called Bring It On The Heartbreak. Yep. That uh, I looked at it. We had Joey go up it, and he had a heck of a time. You know, he, he needed help, but he ended up getting, you know, up it. And 
I went back to that spot. Uh, I guess that was late Saturday afternoon. It was after oh, yeah. all the races on Saturday. And oh. it's like, holy crap. I'm like, I think I could get up this hill now. <laughs> there was so much work done. Yep. So I rounded up a couple guys and we went back and we undid everything that the Rock Fairies did. Yep. And I, that's why I mentioned at the start of the race, you know, when you mess with the bully, you get the horns. Yeah, and was, uh, I think we gave him the horns that day. Well, there was, though, I, I looked, pulled up some results before we got on here, and three riders finished uh, Cody won, Tristan second, and Ryder LeBlanc in third. And uh, Colton made it a lap and three quarters. I think he had one more check to go. Uh, but it was, it was, I, I talked to Jordan Ashburn after that race, and I actually talked to him three weeks ago about it. He was like, there was only two people that were racing that course. And it was Cody and Tristan. He said the rest of us were just surviving. So. Well, isn't that what hard Enduro is supposed to be? <sighs> you know, it's, it's yep. supposed to be how far can I get? Yep, how Alex. close to the end can I get? So, yep. you know, that's kind of what the discipline has, has turned into. Well, and I looked, and I didn't remember this, of course, you know, it, it's been several months since the race. And we had a bunch of rain on Friday and Saturday last year. Was that Do you remember that? Because I, I was just reading an article about the results, and it said – um, heavy rain Friday and Saturday, which I didn't remember until reading that. Um, you think we that- had some rain on Friday, but we didn't have much, but we had more rain uh, Saturday afternoon. Okay. Uh, I think the second race of the day, like for the BNC riders, yep. it opened up for maybe about a half an hour and 45 minutes, okay. which it didn't rain for long, but up here you get those summer torrential downpours yep. and we got a lot of rain in a short period of time. Do you, do you think that made Sunday's course harder? I mean, I know if you can find – it seemed like traction's not – it seems pretty easy to find most of the time. There's some spots are just horrible, but – Yeah, some of the, the the ravines are a little different. There's some yeah. ravines that have a lot of shale, okay. and those rocks are pretty slick. Uh, a lot of the stuff up on top where Panama is and Wicked Garden is, we call them traction rocks. Yeah. And the, even in the rain, there there's really good traction on them. But down in those ravines – the shale just slips off of the side and falls down into the crevice. And that stuff's really slimy, really slippery, even when it's not raining. Okay. All right. So just, I'll go over the schedule a little bit, which kind of falls into the course conversation. So Saturday, it's similar to the years past. We've got uh, a morning race and an afternoon race. The 9 a.m. race is your pro and your 45 plus guy, pro A and 45 plus guys, 11 o'clock race, same course, two laps on a four mile course. Um, which you kind of mentioned earlier is your everyone else pro women uh, BC junior, which is a new new class this year, um, a junior class and then a women's class, and then race two the pros A and the forty five will go at one, and the three o'clock race will be the pro women the the, the rest of the field. So and it's uh, what is it fifteen riders per row, thirty seconds apart, time adjusted. Correct. Okay. Yep. And one thing with, with the classes. What we try to do is even up both races. Uh, so, oh, I see what you're saying. So, if if it looks too lopsided, say the pro, the A, and the 45 plus, if that's a much bigger number or a much smaller number than the other, we might, Hold you know, one. bump another class up. You know, okay. move a class one way or another. So, yep. you know, you definitely want to, you know, check in closer to the time of the event. And you know, those classes aren't set in stone. That's the way we did it last year. So probably that's how it'll happen this year, but you never know. Okay, so we've made you've made one change again. I'm looking at this piece of paper that's awesome. Everything changed in red. Um, in years past, it's only been the top thirty. 
get a free pass to Sunday. Or that me, is correct. They, they miss the, the Sunday morning LCQ. They go straight to the main event. This year, you guys are taking the top 50 will automatically advance to the Sunday TLR main event. So 51st through 175 will advance to that Sunday morning LCQ. How many riders out of that race will go into the main event? Is that 10? Just 10, correct. We're keeping the the amount for the main event the same as last year, 60. But what I decided to do is, you know, hopefully taking an extra 20 out of Saturday's races will give those 20 guys a little more time to rest. Maybe they can get out, watch the morning race, and maybe they'll be a little fresher and maybe they can get a little farther around the course than what we had last year. And then also by taking them top 20 guys out, well, we added – 20 more to Sunday's first race yep. and just giving the more. opportunity for more people to get time on their bike. Well, and I think one thing that, that is good about that, and I even think about pulling an extra 20 onto Sunday is there's so many guys that aren't as good in the faster stuff in the easier races, like your, you know, your Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon race. And that will, will do better when it gets harder on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know last year you, you threw a decent amount of stuff at that Sunday morning race, and um, it let some of those guys who aren't as fast kind of pull, pull on through and, and hopefully um, show what they can do. Sunday's Sunday morning's race is not going to be the way it went last year. Okay. We're going to go over around where the, the quarry hole is there. We're like sickness and uh, going to use some trails over there that uh, we haven't used for Sunday morning race. So that if you're looking at the mountain, that'd be to the right. Extremely challenging. And lengthwise, it's going to be about the same. I think it's going to be about four and a half or five miles. Difficulty, I'm hoping it's ramped up just a little bit more than last year. Okay. Well, that'd be awesome. Um, And then that, if you're looking at the mountain, that's to the right, correct? Because in the past, that Sunday morning race usually went over to the left or stairway. To the left. You are correct. It was more to the right. Okay. Well, that'd be good. Um, And, and, and what you know, you're naming off some of those pro sections that I've never even seen, and so you know that might be a good opportunity for some of those Sunday morning guys to get to see some stuff they've never seen in an area of the property, and you know some new hard sections. Absolutely. All right. So then Sunday morning, eight a.m. You've got the pro pro women, um, and I think their main race for the for their championship or for the overall will be the Sunday morning LCQ. Is that right? Correct. They're okay. going to be the first riders out and then all the other guys that uh qualified 51st through 175 will start after the pro women okay and if any of those pro women make it into that top 10 will they could they have the option to run the main event because i know shelby ran it last year absolutely louise and shelby both qualified into the main event and they both started and they i'm not they neither of them got all that far but understandably they rode two races on yep. Saturday and then, you know, a pretty rough one in the morning. So, yep. but yes, okay. if they qualify, they're more than welcome to start the main event. All right. So the main event is Sunday, 1130 AM, six rows of 10 riders, dead engine start 15 seconds between each other, just like in years past, no time adjusted. And that's one of the crazier starts of that I've been involved in. Cause it's just boom, you're going. <laughs> um, you know, and um, and then it's a five-hour race. The race is over at four thirty, regardless of where you are. Correct. Okay. One other thing that I I really liked and I'd forgotten from years past is the tracking devices that you guys are using. It says in here you're going to be using them again. 
Yes, we're using them just for the main event. Okay. We're not using them Saturday or Saturday or Sunday morning, just for the main event, uh, the top 60 guys. So if you're qualified, you have to come a little early Sunday, you know, before the main event so we can, you know, get the tracker. Most people either put it in their camelback or, you know, some sort of fanny pack. But, uh, yes, we're using the trackers so that the pit crews, spectators can – follow their rider or any rider, their favorite rider around the course. Good. And so the next big line item on this outline says tough like roar payout, $33,500. First place is $15,000. 15 grand to win, Drew. Yep. You, you should have been training for the last seven or eight months. I know I should have been And second place is $4,000. So that, that difference between first and second, I really wish Cody was healthy to, uh, be out there and give it a go. I know. I know he's he's probably wishing he was had a shot at that money. That's some big money. Yeah, unfortunately, it sounds like he's probably not going to be back until uh, around TKO. Yeah. So that's... we'll see. I haven't heard of any Euro guys coming over, but hopefully uh, somebody will make the trip over and give Tristan a run for his money. If not, there's always Ryder. He's been getting closer to him. I think. Yep. I hope, I hope he can. I hope someone gives him a run for money. Uh, just competition, obviously, and. I think the biggest thing with, you know, I think you and I have talked about it, is the European guys, they've got a, a, a world, hardened or a world championship around the weekend after. So logistically trying to get over here and get back home for that is, uh, if they're chasing that series, it's hard for them. That is correct. Uh, but we were hoping that 15K would uh, maybe entice them to come over. So I guess we'll see. Well, ho- hopefully it happens and it's not a, one-man walk away <laughs> we don't want that and then there's also a, a $1,500 main event payout for the pro women 800 for first and um, actually hold on hold uh-oh. on we actually increased that Ooh. recently a couple club members um, decided to bump that up a little bit okay uh, out of their own money oh, and wow. now the women's purse is $2,250 Ooh, very nice so first place is going to be a thousand Second okay. place will be seven fifty, and third will be five hundred. Man, I, that's that's. I think that's what like a national enduro pro two class gets. Maybe that's probably more. <laughs> probably is. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I did not mention on the, uh, the the payout for the main event is you guys are paying cash out to thirtieth place. So, hey, it, I did twenty first last year, twenty second. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. So I'm, I'm going for a little bit. Maybe I get enough gas money to get us home. <laughs> uh, th- <laughs> Four bucks a gallon? No, you're not <laughs> going to get enough gas money to get home, but you will get your entry fee back. We'll tell you that. Oh, okay. Well, I, I well, that was, I think that's a, that, that was something that was on my list. It's a hundred bucks this year, which it may have been last year. I don't even remember. It was, I think, 90 last year. Okay. And then after a certain date, it, we made it a hundred, but we decided to just go a hundred and make it easy for us anyway. Okay. Well, and does that include, I saw in here, it's a Moto Tally transponder. Um, is that included in that hundred bucks or is that something extra? I think it is. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think that is included. And if it's not, I don't think it's going to be more than like five bucks, but I, I could be wrong. Well, I remember, I remember one year you guys, it, it was awesome. Normally those things are 10 bucks. If you get them for like, um, national enduro and some of those. And you know, I, I had two helmets and you're like, Oh yeah, you got two helmets just here. We'll give you two transponders. It was pretty cool. Uh-huh. You didn't even charge for them. So. Always makes it makes it much better when you're not shelling out more money. Yeah, we we get it. Uh, you know, it certainly isn't cheap when you're you know driving eight, nine, ten hours. But uh, well, and, you well, know, our purse is pretty big, and we, we got to make up that money. You know, somewhere. Absolutely. Well, 
Uh, another thought I had was, what is the camping situation? What's the fee? What's the gate fee? All that good stuff. Uh, the gate fee is ten dollars a day, or okay. twenty bucks for a weekend, and okay. that's it. Okay. All right. Well, I, I uh, TKO sent out there. I think you even text me sent out their pricing for RV camping, tent camping, and spectator, and RV dry camping is fifty dollars per night. So, uh-huh. and I think a spectator pass for the weekend was like sixty bucks. Well, one thing I think a lot of people don't realize, mm-hmm. you know, so they're a round of the World oh, yep. Hard, hard, hard Enduro World Series or whatever it's being called this year. I'm not yep. sure. Yep. Well, you know, like we're trying to get on that schedule mm-hmm. and I've talked to, you know, some people mm-hmm. and, you know, like it's a lot of money uh, that the club or the promoter has to pay to the FIM just to be um, uh, on that round. You know, really? it's like, it's, it's a lot of money. It's oh, way wow. more than what you think it should be. Ah, so that, that could obviously be part of the, okay. Well that, uh, and yeah. you know what, it's, it, it's conversations like these that kind of open our eye, open my eyes to, I never thought about it. I was just like, man, they're getting greedy. Yeah. Well, from what I understand, it okay. was over $30,000 that Ooh. TKO had to give the FIM to be a world round. Okay. Wow. Well, that's, that's, um, that's a decent amount of money. No doubt. I mean, shoot, that, that'd be a lot more fun just to put that in their pocket, but Hey, we're getting some of the, the biggest names over here. And you know, after last year, it was, it was a good event. It was incredible. I saw yep. some stuff that are just absolutely <laughs> blew my mind. Billy Bolt coming yep. through the waterfall section. Yep. Holy crap. I, he did that so much better than everybody else. He took a line that I've never seen anybody take there before. And he did in five seconds what it took everybody else to, it, 45 seconds to do well, it was crazy it, it makes me realize when you see those guys ride that they're looking we're not even looking at the same course like the way they see it and what they can do versus the way i see it and what i can do you know and absolutely obviously most of us you know are going around or between the big rocks yep. they seem to find the biggest rock and just go right up and over it and that's yep. what they do yeah uh, i'd love to see him come do tough like roy and you know unfortunately it might not work out at well, I don't think it's certainly going to happen this year, but you, you never know. Like I said, we're we're trying to talk to uh, some of the people, and we we feel we could put on a really good event to uh, challenge those top guys, and we'll see what happens in the future. But for this year, I think we're going to have an awesome event, and hopefully we get some really talented riders. A guy from the Dominican Republic, Jorge Hazary, contacted me, and okay. uh him and a bunch of people are coming up. The Latin American and hard Enduro champion is trying to uh, come up. Oh, they got cool. some bikes from uh, Rodrigo Lopes oh, of Rocky Mountain Way. No oh, boy. Extreme, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, you know, some of them are coming up, and uh, it ought to be interesting. Well, what, one of the most entertaining things of the race, I don't know if it was last year or two years ago, was um, right there where the podium is and everyone, you know, the vendor row, that Team Fuego, that group of Latin guys, they had yep. this jacked up like F two fifty, and they were like trying to load it, and I don't know what happened, and the ramp kicked out, and the bike flipped out of the truck, and it was uh, it was after the race on Sunday. I don't know if they'd been <laughs> having a few beers or what, but it was it was a show. Well, they, I'm sure they uh, they seem to enjoy our event, and I'm sure they'll have a large contingent of riders like they have in the past. And then um, back to the camping. That's great. There's no charge for just, you know, RV camping. When is, uh, when are the gates open? Can people come in on Thursday, Friday? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, You know, Thursday, 
I'm going to be up there all week. Uh, hopefully, okay. Josh and a couple of the U.S. Hard Enduro uh, nice. guys are going to be there giving us a hand, setting things up. So, yeah, you know, whenever you want to show up, it's not a problem. All right. Well, well Rob, I'm looking forward to it. I think I've got all my questions out of the way. Um, yeah, I think we've covered everything. Anything else? No trials, bikes, no tire restriction. Bring any tire you want. Um, well, AMA actually, membership. I think that is not the case oh. with the t- tires, okay. because I think I saw a rule from the U.S. Hard Enduro that okay. they are not allowing trials tires. Now, I'm not 100% sure, because that's something I wanted to look at, Okay, um, but that you know might be something I, well, it's definitely something I need to, to look into, but I think that's a USAT rule now, okay. that no trials tire, along with what you had mentioned earlier, you know, no moving rocks or altering yep. the course before the races. Well, and one other thing I know what just popped into my head is, is what great support the Roar Club shows for the race. I mean, you guys have, I don't even know how many guys in the orange shirts and water all over the course. I'd, I'd say it's by far one of the best races for, you know, not running out of water and there's always some to be had if you need it. Well, thank you. We try really hard. We're very fortunate I know how a lot of the other races are, you know, it's put on by a promoter and a handful of guys and I don't know how they do it. You know, we're a strong club. We got close to 150 members and then half of those 150 members bring one or two other people, you know, to help out. And, and all the people is what makes that event happen and makes it as good as what it is. And I appreciate the kind words. All right. Well, and then the one other thing is, I know you guys have got some great sponsors behind you. I saw them on the website. Have you got those off the top of your head, or you want me to look it up and give you some of them? Oh, I can only think of a, a few off the top of my head because that's not something that I take care of personally. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, I want to thank – I know, you know, there's a few guys in our club that have, you know, done pretty well for themselves, and they're sinking some money into, you know, our race towards the purse along with, Sponsors, motorcycle dealerships like, you know, Schaefer's yep. and All Balls and Boyson. And there's a whole ton of other ones that I can't cool. think of off the top of my head. And, and a, a big one, and I think they're a big supporter, is Fagley Oil Company. Does I say that right? Yep, Fagley. Yep. Don Fagley, yep. he's uh, one of the members of our club. And, yes, they are the title sponsor for okay. uh, Tough Leg Roar. All right. Well, I knew, I knew that, that we've done some stuff like, you know, some of the pros will go sign stuff down there on – Friday night sometimes at one of their we try uh, we've tried to do something in the past two years but we just get those thunderstorms that come in and kind of spoil everybody's plans so yeah. we'll see a little closer to the event if we're going to do something like that again he okay. probably will want to okay. um, but we'll see what the weather does all right guys well hey just remember sign up is to wait May 3rd at 8, May 3rd, 8, Eastern. 8 o'clock 8 o'clock Eastern all right and it is where do they go to sign up we should probably say that Sure. Uh, you can there. There will be a link on our website. Okay. www.roar.org. Uh, just go to Tough Like Roar. Should be right on the front page there. Uh, you know, a link to get you to the sign up. Okay. All right, Rob. Hey, thanks for your time, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking soon. You got it, Drew. Start training now, buddy. Oh, come on now. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Rob. <laughs>